Everywhere we turn, we are faced with hot mess mom culture, celebrating the messier the more mom you are. And while yes, motherhood is messy and full of labor and love, I'm here to bring light to the claims Satan has on our lives as mothers. We are not messes. We are masterpieces designed by God on purpose for a purpose. So join me for a conversation about stewardship as we seek to intentionally multiply all God has blessed us with in motherhood, marriage, life, and faith. Let's focus like Philippians 4.8 calls us on whatever is true, wholesome, noble, right, pure, lovely, peaceful, admirable, excellent, and worthy of praise. Together, we can raise a generation of masterpieces and steward our lives in a way that matters most. Welcome! Welcome, welcome, welcome to our first episode of the Excellence Collective Podcast. I am so honored that you would spend your valuable time listening to me, um, taking time out of your busy schedule while you're walking or driving or uh, sitting down for a quick minute, um, and then you would spend that time with me and let me into your day. That means so much. So thank you. Um, It is my mission to advance the gospel by providing you with practical ways to intentionally steward every aspect of your life, whether that's your health or your motherhood or your faith or your marriage or your finances or your level of gratitude, everything. Um, I want to help you steward well. So how do we get started? Um, Basically, as we get to know the gospel of Jesus, the saving grace, the salvation he gave us on the cross. It changes everything. It changes what we see. It changes who we are. It changes what we do. And not because we're earning our way into heaven. That's junk. It changes what we do because we are so overwhelmed with the sacrifice and the gift he's given us. So when God sees us and sees our mess, he still loves us. He would go to the cross time and time again because he loves you so much, but he didn't have to. It was one time and done. He loves you to the very ends of the earth. He spent his entire earthly life here sacrificially for us. That is huge. And so how we see our lives changes when we know the gospel. Scripture tells us that the old self is gone and he's given us new life through Jesus Christ. Satan wants us to be trapped and stuck and defeated. But Christ came to set us free. My word last year was freedom. And I only imagine the abundance that is waiting for us in heaven, but we don't have to wait till heaven. When he prays, my kingdom come, your will be done. We can experience some of that here. And I think the way we see life and approach life and see who we are through Jesus is part of that. Satan wants us to be just low and distracted by everything he has going on, but he, Jesus, came to set us free. And there's no greater joy once you know that than to lay down your life for others. 
whether it's my children, my husband, my family, my friends, my community, everyone. So, you know, I always tell people that makes me want to wipe poop with purpose. Yes, my son is three and still potty training, but when I have a hiney to wipe, it is my purpose to wipe it for Jesus. Um, That makes me weird, but as we go through this, you'll learn that every gift we have, even the messy ones, like poop, um, are gifts from God to steward well. So just a little backstory. I have been doing these at-home workouts for almost seven years now, and that may seem weird, but honestly, my journey started there. Um, I was so, we were living in Norfolk. My husband was in PA school. I just felt gross. Um, I was tired. I was commuting like two hours a day. Um, I was eating nor packaged rices on the couch by myself every night because he was always studying. And I just honestly didn't like the way I looked and I didn't like the way I felt in my skin. And so a friend of mine had had success with these at-home workouts and I was like, you know what? It can't hurt. She has two kids and a rocking body. Something's got to give. So I jumped into one of her boot camps and over the next few months, radically changed my life. I started getting up early in the morning. I started food prepping and I saw changes, not only physical changes, but changes in the way I was attacking challenges, um, changes in my demeanor. You know, that's a story for another day on health, but I know God has called us to move our bodies. He built us to serve others. And so I was seeing the outcome of that hard work. Um, and over time, other women in that boot camp encouraged me to start doing devotionals when I got up. And so what started as just wanting a six pack of abs has totally transformed my life for the better. Um, and then, you know, you have a couple of kids or I did, and I was still so disappointed with my body. You know, if you go into a health journey just looking for six-pack abs and expect to be happy when you find them. That's not the case. It's not going to happen. I'll go ahead and tell you now. I've done all the hard work. I did all the research. It doesn't happen. But I was sitting in church one day and I kept asking God why I lacked the self-control to be the size I wanted to be. Notice that. I had been doing these workouts for years at this point and I was still asking God, why can't I just be a size zero? Why can't I be a hundred pounds? And it was in that moment that the Holy Spirit just about knocked me out of my chair. You know, it was one of those moments where you get a spiritual head slap. Like when your mama catches you nodding off during the back, during the sermon, and she just smacks the back of your head. How dare I be more concerned with getting trophy abs than building and stewarding the temple he made for his service. I had woefully missed the mark. How many times had I heard people talking about being the hands and feet of Jesus and not looked at my own hands and feet for service? How many times had I been so focused on cutting carbs 
and skipping meals that I had totally missed his call to go and love and serve because I was focused on myself and my body. I was distracted by what Satan wanted me to be distracted by. But I heard him that day, steward. And I was like, excuse me, what? That's for finances. And I don't know if you know me, but I am not your finance girl, God. How do I steward my health? And then I woke up and I looked out and I saw that every blessing he has given me is one he has called me to steward. So what is the heart of stewardship? How do we do that in our lives, in our motherhoods, in our marriages? Basically, stewardship is about multiplying the gifts and blessings God has given us to love and serve others. In Matthew, we hear the parable of the talents. Three men are given talents. Two go and multiply them, invest them, and they are returned multiple fold back to them. One buries it in the dirt. He's scared of losing it. Do you know what God calls that one? The one that's afraid of losing his talent or using it inappropriately? He calls him wicked and lazy. Don't know about you, but I don't want Jesus calling me that. And it doesn't mean that we will all multiply in the same way. Each of the other two multiplied their talents differently. But they went out and they used what the master had given them. That's what matters. So you approach life with the understanding that everything that belongs to you ultimately belongs to God first. We can't be good stewards of God's resources if we want to own his resources. This isn't my body, it's his body. These aren't my finances, these are his finances. This isn't my home to host in, this is his home to host in. We cannot be covetous of what's God's. We are merely stewards of them. Our kids too, Levi and Luke, are not my kids. They're God's and he has bestowed them on me as a gift. None of what we have was ever ours to begin with. And then stewardship focuses on God's glory and making much of Jesus in all and through all. It centers around asking for wisdom as we use our time and our talent and our treasure to glorify God. It means praising Jesus and making much of him while we white poop. You know, one thing that I am really passionate about is fighting the defeat of hot mess mom culture that says, well, my hair's dirty and my house is a wreck. So basically I am just a mess and blah. And I'm going to stay stuck here and allow Satan to keep me trapped and defeated and feel like a bump on a log. There is grace in hard days. 
It's okay if you're on day seven hair. I'm not asking you to get up every morning and wash your hair because I'm not going to. That wouldn't be good for my curls, just side note. But you know, that's not what I'm saying. There is grace, but God doesn't leave us there. He doesn't leave us stuck in our junk. So one of the things that we really need to focus on is not reverting back to Stepford wife culture where everything looks pretty and beautiful on the outside and we're rotting away on the inside. That is not at all what God has called us to. He has called us to take what we've been given, lay it down at his feet and ask him how he wants us to use it. You know, we have been called to be in battle against what Satan is dishing out. And I don't have all the answers for defeating him. You don't either. Scripture gives us a roadmap to doing that. And that's where we'll always start. But even then, I find that God has gifted other women in different areas. So that's why this is a collective. These are not going to be podcasts, just me and my voice every other week. You're going to be hearing from other women who are excelling in certain areas of their lives. And they too are going to tell you, I don't have it all together in every area, but I have Jesus and I have wisdom and he has gifted me in this area. And let me tell you how. You can do better. We can do better. We can live in an excellent way for the glory of God. But I don't want to just leave you there with some, you know, uh, pep talks. I don't want to just ignite a fire or motivate you or pump you up. I want to give you actionable steps that are launching points for you to steward and see multiplication in your life. Whether you come to me as a client in my fit flock, that's my fitness group, um, wanting a six pack and that leads into having morning devotionals like it did for me, or you know, you've been spending unwisely and a friend of mine recommends doing X, Y, and Z And so you start living more excellently with your finances. I don't want to just give you a good speech. I want to be a launching point for you to do life well. But where does that start today? So what are your action steps today? We're almost at the 15 minute mark. So let me nail it down for you. You want to know what the most powerful weapon for battling Satan is? Prayer. It's our most underutilized weapon in the battle against defeating darkness and pushing it back. So what do we want to pray for today? Three things. Ask God to multiply your efforts and your outcomes. Ask God for wisdom as you move through your day. That can be even setting up reminders like I've got on my phone that go off at noon and about 8.30 to remind me to pause, go to the Lord in prayer, thank him for the day I've had, and ask him what I need to do with the remainder of my day. I might forget is better than my remember. I always say that. So I have to set reminders. That's okay. We are busy. And if reminders on your phone helps, then do it. And then last, 
Ask the Holy Spirit to make you sensitive to his nudges of direction. You know, I think sometimes we get so busy that we forget to look up and look around at what the Lord is calling us to. And so sometimes my prayer is just simply like, Lord, let me see your opportunities. How can I love my child really well today? Lord, let me be sensitive when he's saying, you know, I hate you. And what he's really saying is, I need you right now. Let me be sensitive to those things. Or if the checker at the store is clearly having a bad day, just asking without making it weird. I know it feels awkward sometimes, but is there something I could pray for? Ask the Holy Spirit to make you more sensitive to those nudges, and I promise that prayer will not return void. He will not hold back his good gifts like wisdom and peace and joy. We have to ask. God, let me steward your blessings well today. So let's go do it. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. God, you are righteous and good and sovereign. Father, you have gifted us and blessed us beyond all measure. Father, we pray that we would use those blessings to be a blessing to others. Father, that we would love and serve others well. And God, that you would give us wisdom in how to use them. God, that you would multiply our efforts and our outcomes to bring you glory because we love you and we want to make much of the sacrifice you made on the cross. Thank you for salvation and eternity with you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. See you next time.